If you read and if you pray and if you study God's word and you live a life of obedience and holiness, God will reveal his truth to you. You don't have to be a seminarian and have a doctor or a master or a BA. You can be a regular person and understand what God says. As you give yourself to God and the Holy Spirit brings the knowledge of God into your life. Welcome to Somebody Loves You Radio, the Bible teaching ministry of Raul Reese in Diamond Bar, California. Today, as we begin a new week of Bible study, Raul continues our series in 1 Corinthians. One of the truths we'll explore along the way is the Bible's absolute sufficiency and trustworthiness. While our society looks to the authority of man, we'll come to a better understanding of the authority found in the Word of God to direct us in every facet of life. Here's Raul Reese to lead us in standing strong in the Lord and not depending on worldly philosophies. We'll be in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Our lesson is titled, The Christian Message. We're going to be studying the book of 1 Corinthians. So if you have your Bibles, turn with me to the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 2. In chapter 1, Paul the Apostle has been speaking about the proclamation of the gospel of Jesus Christ. One of the things that I have not only learned, but I have watched over the years, is that there are a lot of churches that do not preach the true Christian message, which is the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I think that it's worth noting that when Paul ministered in Corinth, his commission was to preach the good news of Jesus Christ. Now what happened in Corinth is actually happening today in some of the churches. Uh, The Corinthians had a real problem. They were a very carnal people. They were not spiritual at all. They were immature in their belief in God. And one of the things that the Corinthians were doing in the churches, they were mixing philosophy or men's wisdom with God's revealed message and causing confusion to the people of God. I don't know if you know this, but there are churches that on Sunday morning teach the philosophy of men, not what the Bible teaches. And it brings great confusion to people. Because people are seeking not only to learn about God, but they want to know the power of God in their own personal lives. I was very surprised when I went to seminary, when I was working on my master's and my doctorate, that one of the things I've learned is that there's a lot of liberal theology that is being taught in the seminaries. Neo-Orthodoxy teaching is literally, they believe that the Bible has mistakes. This is the Word of God, but the Word of God has mistakes because it was written by men. So you can't really believe all of the Bible. But that's not true. You can believe every word in the Word of God. It was inspired, it was illuminated, and it was revealed to us. 
As Jesus Christ was sent out of all eternity into this world to die on the cross and to resurrect on the third day and then to give the message to his disciples and they in turn gave the message to hundreds and thousands and millions of people today have recognized that the gospel of Jesus Christ is very important. But it seems that people are always interested in men's philosophy, men's wisdom. Somehow in the church of Corinth, there were those people, they were going and admiring philosophers. They were proclaiming that the gospel of Jesus Christ was not true. That men's wisdom was greater than the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, it's pretty interesting that I would probably rather hear someone that has no education than to hear someone that has a doctorate and they don't believe in God. Why? Because they're going to preach the word of God right from the Bible. They're not going to give you any theories. Theories that are actually made up by men. The word of God is powerful. That's why Paul said, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. It is the power of God unto salvation. First to the Jew and then to the Gentile or the Greek. The power of God unto salvation. And so when Paul now comes to chapter 2, that's why in chapter 1 he said, remember that people say that the preaching of the cross is foolishness. But it's not foolishness. The preaching of the cross is power to those who believe in Jesus Christ. Beginning with chapter 2 now, Paul explains now three fundamentals of the gospel message and urges his readers to return to the fundamentals of the Bible. Return to the true word of God. This is how it begins in chapter 2 verse 1. And I brethren, when I came to you, did not come with excellence of speech or of wisdom, declaring to you the testimony of God. When Paul came to them, he spoke the gospel to them in a very simple way where they could understand every word he spoke. He was not trying to hide the word of God. Sometimes when you go to seminary, they use these long words that actually are hiding the true meaning of the Word of God. When the Word of God is so simple, so simple to not only hear it, but to learn it, and to meditate upon it, and to live by it. Because what happens is when God chooses or elects or ordains someone into the ministry to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ, there's a difference between a philosopher and a pastor. The pastor is inspired by the Holy Spirit where the philosopher is not. You see? The philosopher is inspired by this world. And who's the prince and the king of this world? Satan himself. But it's so cool how God inspires us by the power of the Holy Spirit through inspiration as we hear the word of God. When Jesus was here and he was getting ready to depart, remember in the gospel of John chapter 15, 16 and 17. 17 is the prayer of Jesus. But in chapter 14, 15 and 16, Jesus comes about and begins to tell the disciples that he's getting ready to leave. And that he's going to go to heaven. He's going to die. 
And that he's going to send the Holy Spirit. And when the Holy Spirit would come, he would lead you, guide you, teach you all things. He would bring the world into great conviction. And they became very saddened by that. Because they thought that Jesus was not going to die. They thought that he was going to go to Jerusalem. And there he would overthrow the throne of Rome. And then they would sit on 12 thrones. And they would rule. They were very disappointed to learn and to know that Jesus was going to die. And three days later, he would rise again from the dead. Whenever Jesus spoke, he spoke with simplicity the gospel given to men. Paul the Apostle here again in chapter 2 verse 1. He says, when I came to you, I came to you in simplicity, not trying to give you all these big words and try to confuse you. I was inspired by the Holy Spirit to speak to you the testimony of God. Then verse 2, look what he says. Here's Paul's heart. For I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Notice that. Paul's heart. I don't care if you want to believe in Plato or Socrates. Great philosophers. But when it comes to their philosophy concerning the word of God, they were way off in their philosophy. You see? And yet there are people that worship the philosophy of Plato and Socrates. When you go to college and you're taking your general courses, you have to take philosophy. In that philosophy class, you will learn about Plato and Socrates. And it's pretty interesting because when you do study the philosophy of the world, compared to the word of God, Paul says here, hey, the philosophy of the world is what is the wisdom of what? Of men. Men is imperfect. But when you come to learn about God, you're learning about God's perfection and His holiness. That's the testimony of God. That Jesus Christ was crucified for your sins and my sins. That's why in John 3.16 it said, That for God so loved the world, that He gave His only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. That's the gospel. Demonstrated the love of God by sending His Son, Jesus Christ, to die for any person that would repent and come to Jesus Christ. And then look what Paul says too, verse 3. This is so cool because he's preaching the cross. Now Paul was not really uh, eager uh, about human philosophy. But Paul was a very broken man, full of humility. And yet Paul was one of the greatest intellectuals that he could actually debate anybody in philosophy. And yet Paul preached the gospel in simplicity. Look what he says. Verse 3. I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. Can you imagine the Apostle Paul saying that? I was scared. I didn't feel confident enough to preach the gospel. And yet, because of the power of the Holy Spirit, I am able to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. He says, and my speech and my preaching... 
were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the Holy Spirit and of power. Notice the power of the Holy Spirit was behind my preaching, not behind Plato or Socrates. Greater authority, God, the Holy Spirit. He's the one that empowered me to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. This is Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. Don't forget, we're here to fortify your faith with the life-shaping truth of God's Word. Visit somebodylovesyou.com or call 800-634-9165. And join Raul on his YouTube channel for Straight Talk, Tuesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific. Now back to the final part of today's lesson, The Christian Message. Yes, I was weak. I was fearful. And much trembling, but my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in the demonstration of the Holy Spirit and of power. Why? That your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but the power of God. That is so cool, the way Paul brings it about here. He says, I came to you to preach to you the gospel so that through faith you would believe in Jesus Christ and you would be God, what? Become born again of the Holy Spirit and become a son and a daughter of God. The preaching of the gospel gives you eternal life, hope for the future. The philosophy and the wisdom of this world has given nobody any hope at all. No hope at all. Because most philosophers do not believe, what? In the future of heaven. They don't, some of them don't even believe in the resurrection. And yet the gospel proclaims the resurrection, for without the resurrection of Jesus Christ, there is no gospel. You see? There is no gospel. The resurrection is the power of God. When Jesus Christ rose again from the dead on the third day. That gave us the greatest hope of life after death. That when I die, I know where I am going. And those of my family that have gone to be with the Lord. I am looking forward to a great reception. One day. When I get to heaven. And yet, what is the world trying to do? The world doesn't give you any comfort or any great hope about eternity. It's all for the present, right now. Nothing for the future. The gospel gives you hope for the present and for the future. And for the now. If you believe in the gospel of Jesus Christ, He will keep His promises that He's given to each one of us individually. So here is Paul. Look at verses 6 through 9 now. The gospel is part of the Father's plan. Notice that Paul did not use worldly wisdom to proclaim the gospel. Verse 6, How it be, we speak wisdom among them that are mature, yet not the wisdom of this world, nor of the leaders of this world that come to nothing. You see? We're not talking like congressmen. We're not talking like political people. We're not talking like philosophers or psychologists. 
We are talking divinely the words of God, which means something. But the philosophy and the psychology of this world means nothing in the presence of God. There is no comfort. You see, Paul just brings it all out. Why? Because in Corinth, man, there were all the intellectuals. They were coming against the Christians. And they were saying, you Christians are so ignorant. Man, you believe in a gospel that you don't even know anything about. And yet they were putting them down. And yet the gospel had power to transform people into a new creature. Into a new life. Forgiveness of sin. Peace with God. Imagine that. Look what else he says. Verse 7. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. What's the mystery of God? It was the cross of Jesus Christ. To understand the cross of Jesus Christ. You see? But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. Even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory. How did Christ demonstrate His glory and His power to this world? He demonstrated by His love. By sending His only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, out of all eternity to die on the cross. Nobody ever did that. But God did. Demonstrated His love for the world by sending His only begotten Son into the world. Verse 8. Which none of the leaders of this world knew. Why? Because they're ignorant to the things of God. For had they known it, they would have never crucified the Lord of glory. Notice that. He really brings great conviction to the world. If Caesar and if the rest of the Jewish community would have recognized who the Messiah Jesus Christ was, they would have never killed him. They would have never sent him to the cross. But they rejected him. They hated him. They despised him. And it was all prophetical. And Jesus Christ submitted himself to the cross to die for the sins of the world, just like he says here. And then check this out. This is so cool. Because he's speaking of the death. And then he gives reference here to the blindness of man to God's redemption plan for men. Verse 9. But as it is written, Isaiah 64.4. I had not seen nor ear heard, neither has it entered into the heart of the men the things which God had prepared for them that love Him. Now, a lot of times, many pastors and evangelists will take this scripture and they'll say, well, you can't really know the will of God. You can't really know what God really means. You cannot understand what the Bible really says. But check this out, the next verse, verse 10. But God has revealed it to who? To us by the Holy Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things. Yes, even the deep things of God. You see? We don't have to be stupid. Or ignorant about the things of God. If you read. And if you pray. And if you study God's word. And you live a life of obedience and holiness. God will reveal his truth to you. You don't have to be a seminarian. And have a doctor or a master or a BA, you can be a regular person and understand what God says. As you give yourself to God and the Holy Spirit brings the knowledge of God into your life. 
This is so cool what Paul is saying here. Look what else he says. Verse 11. For what man knoweth the things of a man, save the spirit of man which is in him, even so the things of God knoweth no man, but who? But the spirit of God. Notice, who knows what is in your heart? God himself, through the Holy Spirit. Man doesn't know himself, but God knows you. The Holy Spirit knows what's in you already. He knows. That's why when we pray as Christians, Paul the Apostle in Romans chapter 8, he talks about groaning through the Spirit. If we don't know how to pray, groan. Why? Because the Spirit makes intercession with us to God because a lot of times I can't express myself the way I want to. But the Spirit of God searches deep, deep down within me. And He knows what I feel truly. And then He communicates it to God the Father. You see? The Spirit understands what you're going through. What you need in your life. This Holy Spirit is so important in the life of the believer. Even when we come to the place of prayer and searching the deep things of God. Look what else he says in 12. And now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God. Notice, God has given us what? The spirit of God to do what? To teach us. So that we can learn. So that we don't become immature or ignorant, but we become mature in the things of God. It's so important here. Because on the other side... The actual conviction that is brought by the Holy Spirit. What does the Holy Spirit do? The Holy Spirit is convicting the world of sin, of righteousness, and of judgment. You see? Of sin, because we have sinned against God. It separates us from God. Of righteousness, because we can believe by faith in Jesus Christ. And become born again of the Holy Spirit. And become sons and daughters of God. And be saved. And of judgment, because the prince, Satan of this world, already has been judged. He already has lost the battle. He's running out of time. He already has been judged by God. So we don't have to fear Satan. We know what's going to happen to Satan already. He's going to end up in the bottom of the spit for a thousand years. And then he's going to be cast into the lake of fire. With all of his demons. And every wicked person that is in hell. And the Antichrist and the false prophet. All together in one place. Imagine that. Then look what else he says. That we might know the things that are freely given unto us by God. Which things, he says, also we speak. Not in words which men's wisdom teacheth. But which the Holy Spirit is teaching us, comparing spiritual things with spiritual things. Notice, it is the wisdom of God, not the wisdom of man. I love that. It is the wisdom of God, not of man. The anointing over the speaker. The anointing over the witness when you're witnessing to people and sharing the gospel with them. The anointing when you're reading the Bible. The anointing when you're praying. The anointing when you're sharing. You see? Everything has to do with the anointing of the Holy Spirit and the power of the Holy Spirit. 
We've learned today that apart from Christ, we're carnal people prone to sin, but we can be transformed through the saving power of God's Word and the anointing of His Holy Spirit. You're listening to Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. If you'd like to review the message you've heard today, we'll send you an unedited copy for a donation of $5 or more. Our phone number is 800-634-9165, and today's teaching was titled, The Christian Message. For further insight into what it looks like to live in close communion with the Lord, we'd like to tell you about a motivational audio pack titled, Walking Righteously. Rawls' four-message series will give you greater confidence in following the Lord as you learn to stand on the Bible's firm foundation and commit to absolute obedience. Contact us today to order Rawls' four-CD collection titled, Walking Righteously. Visit SomebodyLovesYou.com or call 800-634-9165 and we'll send you this series for a gift of $19 or more. Our number once again is 800-634-9165. Or you can write us at Somebody Loves You Radio, P.O. Box 4440, Diamond Bar, California, 91765. We also have several free scripture-rich resources designed to strengthen your relationship with God. Download our Somebody Loves You app for convenient access to more of Rawls' teaching. You'll also find digital Bible studies and an easy scripture reading plan to help direct you in your personal study of God's Word. If you've missed one of these programs or would like to hear one again, be sure and use Spotify or iTunes to download the podcast. Rawls' daily devotional emails also provide additional support in keeping your focus on the Lord. Just visit our website to subscribe. This ministry is entirely listener-supported, and we're continually grateful for your tax-deductible donations. Be sure and tune in next time for more from this study of 1 Corinthians. You'll get a challenge to avoid complacency in your relationship with God, choosing instead to pursue spiritual maturity with more consistent time in the Word and in prayer. This program is sponsored by Somebody Loves You Radio in Diamond Bar, California.